the gift of paying attention, of bringing heart, you know, paying attention in Hebrew, lasim lev, bringing our heart, bringing our heart to this, paying attention with heart, placing our heart on our experience. That's how we're play. That's how we're paying attention. That's the quality of awareness we are practicing. Heart guided attention, listening with our heart, paying attention with our heart, noticing with our heart. Notice what's happening in your body. That is, this is truly an embodied spiritual practice and. So many of us are so head-oriented, My, I mean, myself included. That's been one of the greatest gifts of Jewish mindfulness meditation practice. Check one, two, one, two. Is this thing working? You're listening to Rabbi Ariel Schollklapper, the wisdom and tools you need to thrive. Hi, everybody. This is Rav Ariel. Today, I'm here with Rabbi Ruth Sohn, who I'm excited to introduce you to because she, I, I met her years ago when she taught at a Jewish mindfulness retreat that I was part of and helped organize and, uh, and lead. And I loved learning from her then. And I know that uh, I've since heard her teach and we've worked together on, on some shorter day-long retreats as well and so it'll be it'll be great to get to know you Ruth a little bit more and to hear your story and for others to hear and maybe be inspired because you're doing a lot of interesting things and so I'll turn it over to you now and you'll everybody will have an, just as usual the point of this is to, for you to get to know people that I got to know and who are in this space so that if their teaching resonates with you, that you can join them and learn from them and follow them and connect with them and hopefully be inspired by their journey because we're all, everyone comes from somewhere and uh, we didn't just arrive to where we're at now. So it'll be a good opportunity for you to hear from them as well. And we also want to leave you with a practice that can help you that you can use during our time together, but also potentially use as some as a practice that'll help you with the rest of your life and potentially as a practice that you integrate into your daily practice. Um, so if you love it, make sure to share it. That's our that's our big ask. And if you know of other teachers that would be really important for us to talk to, let us know. So I'm going to turn with that. I'll turn it over to Rabbi Rousson. Thank you so much for being here. And I'm excited to hear you teach. Thank you so much, Ariel, for this really lovely invitation, the chance to be with you again and to be with the fellow seekers. So it's it's really I'm, I'm very pleased to be here with you all today. And I, as Ariel said, I'm going to start off sharing a practice and um, Let's go. I'm going to invite you to be aware, to take a seat and get comfortable. Comfortable in a way that you would for chair yoga. That is, this is not to sit back in a comfy chair um, in a schlumpy way, but, but rather in a way that will support you in alertness as well as being relaxed and at ease. So we're looking to be at ease and at the same time awake and alert in our bodies, as well as our, our souls, our minds, our hearts. So let's be aware of our connection to the earth, first of all, noticing the gentle pressure of our tushies on the chair or the couch or the floor. And um, I'm gonna assume you're on the floor, a cushion, a chair, but I actually, I, I wanna just note that you might be standing, you might be walking. So notice your connection to the earth, whatever you're doing. And notice where, specifically where in your body you, you're touching the earth, your feet on the ground, sitting or walking, your feet very gentle. And that if you are sitting the more pronounced pressure on your buttocks. And let's just notice that we are truly touching in, connected to the earth, supported by the earth, 
And let's allow ourselves to feel that support so that we can actually feel ease in our bodies. And I invite you to notice a kind of uplift that you probably have in your bodies at the moment. And you may have to look for it and maybe you need to shift your position, but let's look for that uplift that's really provided by our spine, the structure, the strength in our bodies. So ease and alertness, bringing our awareness to what's happening right now, sensations in our bodies, grounded with uplift, aliveness. Let's tune into the aliveness, energy, sensations in our bodies and breath. If it's comfortable for you, I invite you to bring your attention now to your breath as you feel it in your body flowing, effortless. Don't need to change anything. Just bring awareness to your breath flowing in and out. Opening to receive. Take in, opening to release. And just notice all the different places in your body you actually feel breath flowing. opening to your breath, inviting a softening, a kind of release of tension you might be holding. Mind blowing to me these last couple of weeks, how much tension I'm, I find myself holding when I invite that noticing. So you may notice this too, maybe not. But inviting a kind of release of tension we might be holding and allowing ourselves to be fully with the aliveness flowing through us. With each breath, see if you can open a little more. And this is really plenty, savoring, noticing and savoring the aliveness, the, the energetic quality that you notice in your body. But I want to invite you, if you'd like to add to this, something I have found over recent years, but especially these last couple of years, invaluable, and that is really opening to love, to compassion, to the flow of love that is something we know at certain moments that is around us, that is many of us believe the divine flow of love through the universe that we can open and connect with, that we do consciously or not, but with consciousness, we can really benefit opening to this flow. In the morning prayers, Ahava, Ahava, Ahava with great love, you have loved us. Rami Shapiro translates, we, you, we are loved, you are loved with unending love. Can you open to that possibility? Opening to receive love, care, tenderness. Divine love, part of the interconnectedness of all that is. Opening to receive on the in-breath. Taking it in on the out-breath. Allowing it to flow to all parts of your own being and to flow outward in time. First, take it in for a few breaths. And then if you feel so invited, allow a kind of channeling, a, a receiving and offering out into the world, having in mind a particular person you know in need of healing, more broadly, others, everyone, the earth. 
the trees, all that is, whatever feels inviting. But allow yourself to open to this flow, receiving and releasing, flow of air, flow of sustenance, flow of healing, flow of love. Ahava, chesed, rachamim, love, loving kindness, compassion, whatever. Notice if there's one of those words that really resonates for you. Shalom, peace. Any of these, if they particularly resonate, stick with it, open to receive an offer. We're gonna sit now for a few minutes. The other piece of our practice that I wanna invite you to really notice is when other things come up, thinking, judging, feelings, or just thinking activity, planning, reviewing, anything, anything pulling you away. See if you can notice and not get into a tussle with it, just notice and with welcoming and acceptance, with that same kind of care, loving, welcome in as part of your experience. Note it, feel it, see if you can notice where a kind of felt sense is in your body, let it be, just let it be part of the whole of what is arising and passing, let it be and bring your attention, your heart, your focus to the flow, the flow of breath. Flow of breath opening you to love, receiving and offering love. And we're gonna sit now for about five minutes. Does that sound good, Ariel? Should it be a little, okay, for five minutes.
I have to say, just sitting with you, Ariel, being the, the person I see here with whom I'm sitting is such a delight. Um, I, I'd love to, I'd like to just add a couple of things, a couple of notes of instruction um, for the folks who are who are gathered today or whenever you're listening to this at the other end. Um, and one is the if there's one one um, note to take away from today, I guess I, what I'd like it to be is the gift of paying attention, of bringing heart, you know, paying attention in Hebrew, lasim lev, bringing our heart, bringing our heart to this, paying attention with heart, placing our heart on our experience. That's how we're play, That's how we're paying attention. That's the quality of awareness we are practicing. Heart guided attention, listening with our heart, paying attention with our heart, noticing with our heart. Notice what's happening in your body. That is, this is truly an embodied spiritual practice. And so many of us are so head oriented. My, I mean, myself included, that's been one of the greatest gifts of Jewish mindfulness meditation practice really reclaiming the wisdom of my body and knowing and tuning in to my body being with the felt sense of experience moment to moment, noticing that, not pushing it away, not dismissing it as unimportant, but in the sitting time, but in our lived experience, really noticing when something doesn't feel right, for example, listening to that. When we're feeling off kilter, off balance, not in alignment, just with our day, with what's like paying attention to the felt sense in our body. In this sitting practice, but all the time, that's one. And the other is the gift. So, so let's say with receiving love, really feeling that in an embodied way, savoring it. Whoa, it's a whole, it, when we're not doing that, we are cutting ourselves off really from some of the richest part of the experience, actually with everything. <laughs> so, um, but let's start with the love piece and offering, you know, it coming through us, radiating, really feeling that, allowing ourselves to just feel that in our bodies, unbelievably beautiful. And it's living more deeply. That's really, a, that's, this is one big part of that, tuning in. And then the other is the stuff that does come up when you notice just feelings that have nothing to do with what we're doing right now, but oh my goodness, like anxiety or sadness or excitement or joy, whatever it might be. Noticing, and again, felt sense of it, Notice it, appreciate that this practice allows us to notice what is coming up. And notice, take a few moments to feel it, let it be because of the great value in that practice, knowing that we can actually feel, something can happen, we can feel it, we can be thinking something, notice that, let it be, come back to our prior intention. At, at times with intention, we, it's important, it's really valuable to sit, to choose to sit. I'm gonna sit with this anger and see what's really going on here. That or, or the whatever it is, let's take the anger, that's can be very uncomfortable. The rage that, I mean, we are bombarded with so much right now. It, it's been years already, but noticing, having, making some space to be with in a mindful way, with the loving attentiveness, with the curiosity, the allowing, the loving, the loving care for yourself and whatever part of you is feeling this. Letting it, seeing what might be under, just having the, allowing yourself, giving yourself the freedom to be with and developing greater capacity to be with difficult feelings. That's a, like another whole chapter, but such a big part of, of the practice. So. Yeah, thank you. I think I 
I love that you said you gave it context of like what we're trying to, I don't know, it's not accomplish really, but allow for to arise or create the opportunity for and cultivate. It's not just that we're sitting and meditating for just stress relief or just it's and it's also not just an an activity that we're doing with no end in mind we have a direction we're trying to go which is compassion which is more awareness of our emotion which is more capacity to be with our emotions as they're arising instead of doing the normal thing which we might do and if we notice in meditation, we probably get to notice it a lot, which is how often we are automatically doing things to either grab for what we want or push away what we don't without considering maybe that desire is coming from an unhealthy place or maybe the desire to push away a discomfort is actually inhibit like it creating a more difficult situation for me long-term than if I were to just look at it and be with it and deal with it. And a lot of our lives are run by that kind of automatic doing, pushing and pulling. Yeah, deeply ingrained habits, which may have served us well at some point, but really aren't for the most part now. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm, I guess I'm curious what, how you got started here. This is the, the question I'm asking is what brought you to this moment? I've seen your bio. Others can go look at online in the, in the notes. They'll be able to check you out. You're obviously very accomplished as a scholar. And <laughs> you're, you're, uh, not everybody goes to Yale. <laughs> and um <laughs> Um, and, and you've been a teacher for a very long time, but I guess this is um, different than intellectual mm-hmm. pursuit. And I'm curious how you arrived here. Mm-hmm. Wow, I, it's a very interesting framing. And because you framed it that way, it's eliciting a certain response. Um, but one, I'll, I'll come back to that. But I, I will say that actually, I, I think probably what started me, what started me onto meditation is um, when my now 33-year-old son, we have three adult kids, he's the middle one, when he was a toddler, I actually started meditating at a, colle- a friend and colleague's suggestion for stress relief. But I was doing, what did I start doing? Like definitely Jewish. I was self-taught. I didn't know what I was doing. I was working with Yudhe Bhavpe, the, you know, letters of God's most mysterious and precious name, really. Holy wow. name. Where'd you get but, that? I'm sorry? Where'd you get that from? I don't know. But I, uh, <laughs> I did, I was doing stuff for years, but again, self-taught and I think I read a little Aria Kaplan. I don't know. But once we moved here to LA, I met with Rabbi Jonathan Omerman once and his first words to me, I mean, I I shared what I was doing and asked his input. And he sent me out to look at his license plate on his car. This is LA, you know, this is how it all works. Cars, right? License plates. Um, And it said, or I guess it was a bumper sticker. It couldn't have been a license plate. It was a bumper sticker meditation, dot, dot, dot. It's not what you think. And um, oh, I love that. Pun. Isn't that great? What a great pun. And and his point was, it's really not about thinking. You're overthinking. Meditation is something totally different. So that, you know, that was really eye-opening. I took some classes with him. It started me off. A huge turning point was studying with, um, I was blessed to be in the first cohort of IJS, the Institute for Jewish Spirituality. I really had been wanting to study with Sylvia Borstein for years, and this was the big chance. And it was also studying, you know, this was like a banquet of riches um, with Rabbi Dr. Art Green and, and Jonathan and Rabbi Jonathan Omerman. Uh, it was awesome. But I I really 
meditation, what I learned from Sylvia those two years, and I, I continued. She was my mentor in the program, and for quite a few years after that, I really, that was very, very, very important. Along the way, I was teaching at the time at Milken um, Community High School, and uh, I'm very much a text person. I love text study. I love Talmud. I love homage commentary. I love rabbinic texts. I really passionately love studying and teaching. Um, and I noticed that increased, I noticed the difference like that there could be really smart students who weren't the most wonderful of human beings. I, like I, teaching high school, I think got me more in touch with the importance of the heart. I, I have to say that. I, I mean, I'm focused on that. I think also having kids and just life. And, and it's not like what I was teaching in text or interested in was really intellectuals as much as midot and, you know, what does Jewish tradition have to offer us that's going to, that can help us live better? What is it? What is it? I mean, this is what I love about our about our textual tradition and these practices too, that it's really gets, you know, I'm interested in why are we here? What are we here for? How can being Jewish help us do what we're here to do? How can we, where does, what guidance, wisdom does it offer so that we can live better, more deeply? And we are blessed with unbelievable riches in our tradition because of our history because of the Hebrew language it's sometimes it's hard to access but not so much today so much is translated there's so many wonderful teachers so yeah text and practice practice and prayer meditation spiritual direction companioning there's so many things that really so many so many tools so many so much support we have. It's not to, it's not a path to take alone. This is a, in some ways a solitary practice, but it can't be learned alone and it can't fully be practiced alone. That, um, and that's part of the gift that it brings us into connection with others. So one of my great, um, one of the joys of my life is a group, a Shabbat morning group that I started, believe it or not, in 2003 that still exists and of course has morphed and is um, and deepened. There, there are people who've been in for many, many years and newcomers and it's every Shabbat morning, um, chant, meditation and study. Um, study that's usually a Hasidic teaching on the Parsha that's really about the study and meditation practice are really one. It's really heart opening spiritual, you know, spiritual practice and learning that helps us be more alive and present, aware and responsive in with with love and awareness to what is happening within and around us and bringing the inside and outside together. Wow. So tell yeah. me how how does retreat practice mm fit into the daily or weekly practice that we're talking about now? Mm. So I, I, I actually heard a fellow practitioner and teacher of a different sort, John McCransky, who I, I wanna, I've really been loving um, learning from and with him um, address the other night and it totally resonated with me. I wanna share um, that it's on retreat. So we are not meditating to become good meditators. Correct. Like, I say that all the time. That's not what we're here for. And it, you can take comfort for that on the days when it feels like, mm, I don't know. I don't know if I'm such a good meditator. Quote, whatever that means. When you wake up, like, you know, the bell rang in the beginning and then you were just thinking about stuff and then the bell rings and you're like, did I even meditate? <laughs> yeah, but if you come back the next day, you're, you're, this, is what's, this is important. But the idea is we are cultivating certain practices and a kind of awareness, a kind of mindfulness, a, kind, a way of being in the world so that we will live differently. 
can we, so that we can notice when we're out of alignment, when we're, in, when we're awake, when we're asleep, <laughs> when we're distracted, when we're hooked, when we're hooked, when we've been triggered, when, you know, and do something about it. <laughs> so we can learn to see it coming in time and yeah. catch ourselves. Even better, not always possible. We are human. That's why the Jewish wisdom and the meditation, the mindfulness practice wisdom of we can, it's an, we're going to have another breath in, an, in another moment. We can, <laughs> we can always start again and we have to be able to start again because we're going to fall down so we can get up. You know, we can always get up and start again. Um, what was the question? Because I got a little. And, off and then retreats. Oh, yes. <laughs> retreat. So retreat offers a beautiful opportunity for more than sitting practice. That is, retreat offers a lived, like an immersed, an immersion in integrating different practices and coming back to attentive awareness through the day, every, at, every, at any moment, tying your shoes, you're on retreat, tying your shoes. Can you be mindful? Can you come back? Notice, come back. It's, a, it's a, an intensive, immersive opportunity to practice coming back again and again. And the interweaving between sitting and walking practice and lived, like lived daily practice, daily life. Um, something that I am really working on cultivating is in the course of my day, whatever my day is, to pause as often as I can and just take a mindful breath. It doesn't take a lot of time. We can, we can do it in the midst of a conversation, a meeting, a class, whatever it is we're doing. A momentary pause. It's that it, remembering to do it. For me right now, a great incentive is the ease, like opening to that ease again realizing how much we're tension we we tend to be holding i don't know if this is true for you ariella oh yeah it's, I, it's yeah it's kind of mind-blowing when i notice when i ask myself am i carrying tension that's not necessary then all of a sudden it's like becomes apparent how much i'm tight and i'm holding on and maybe my shoulders i can roll them back a little bit maybe i can just take a breath like that and just not take it so seriously. Like what is in my control and what isn't in my control about all the things I'm worrying about and thinking about. Yeah, they, we can just for a moment release energetically. There's a, we can allow for an energetically, I don't really know how to say it, a, a, a kind of opening, a release, a letting go, a letting be, a letting be and letting go. And here again, I really want to invite you to notice what words actually resonate with you. What words offer you a way in? What words, what invitations are truly invitational for you to really, to experiment? Yeah. And maybe um, to experiment and experiment with finding touchstone words or even like something else, a movement, a movement, an image. Something to help anchor you throughout the day, basically. Help you, you yeah. Come, come to, that. yeah, something yeah, to, to come, come back to remembering, mm. be in and savor. I, I think you used that word savor. Yeah. To enjoy this moment because okay. life is a series of moments and when this one's gone, there comes another one. Uh, I think Sylvia talked about it today. And she mm. said, uh, I, I heard her teaching today. And, and she said something about being, I, I, I'm, gonna, I'm messing, it's not, a, it's not a great quote, but the concept was being 
uh, excited for in, in anticipation of with the question mark with a curiosity of okay. what will be next yeah as opposed to like a certainty or mm -hmm. fear of or whatever just just understanding i don't have a crystal ball i don't know what's coming next let's see what'll happen yeah. right an openness almost yeah open curiosity yeah bringing an open i love that and i love that it's very sylvia yeah open curiosity and um yeah for me the two the twin the two wings if you will of the practice open curiosity loving attentiveness loving awareness acceptance so it's almost the same it's like if you can do yeah that lovingly you know you're getting it right i i, I people ask me well, how do i know i'm doing it right or whatever and and for me the answer is not about your practice in terms of the meditation for me the answer is how am i relating to my struggles how am i showing up in the world how am I in my relationships? How am I in my own internal dialogue? Are those shifting in time towards a more compassionate? Absolutely. Open-hearted. open-hearted yeah. version of myself. And that's how you know, you're becoming kinder, basically. Mm, yes. As I, I know I'm becoming kinder and that's what makes me know that this is working. And I'm curious for you, how does this mix with because you did mention divine and I think, uh, or some version of that or God, or I don't know what word you used. I'm curious how that the, the moment to moment consciousness for you aligns with, you know, Jewish religious practice aligns with this proximity with divinity, or how do you, how do you put those, how do you mix all that together? <clears throat> Great question. So I'm on, you know, I, I'm still on a journey. <laughs> um, I, I definitely, I'm, there's a lot coming in right now, uh, coming to mind right now. And I, um, years ago, when I started learning with Jonathan Omerman, one of the things he said in, in a public talk, that, and I thought was so right on, is that we can relate to God, he said, in two basic ways. I mean, a lot of ways, but they fall into two basic categories of God as divine being, like single point being. And in contrast to that, God as energy, some sort of energy, energy field, energy flow, something more diffuse. And he said, one of the challenges of our time is that most people are in the today are in the latter category and our traditional liturgy and liturgy is still in the former. So there's a kind of disconnect. So Jewish texts talk about God often, usually, not always, but usually um, like our liturgy most often, Melech, you know, Adonai Elohim is more open, but um, God, divine, that's open, but with very personal kinds of attributes. God is divine being. I relate much more. I appreciate that language as inviting intimacy and how do we experience intimacy as human beings this way with inhuman personal language. But I, so I think it's really meant as poetry, if you will, but in fact, my experience of the divine, what I, what I sense as divine um, is very much divine flow, a divine presence, presence of the divine, uh, being, having a sense of being in the presence of that which is so much greater than myself and things like the experience of love, heart opening, Compassion, chesed, that, that, these, these qualities, these experiences are experiences of the divine, I think. It's, it's very relational. Both these things are relational. Hmm. Experience in the in-between, in our relating to, 
or relating to each other, relating to nature, which is really where I really found my spirit, discovered my spirituality as a child, as a young person. And still today, it's my number one uh, anchor place of, you know, my sanctuary, if you will, the natural world. I know I'm not alone in that. Yeah. Um, Powerful to be in a surrounded by trees or at a rushing river or on a, on a mountain yes. or on a hike. And, yes. And to simply step outside and look at the sky. Anything. I mean, and, and the element of surprise, looking with that open curiosity, not expectation, but openness. It takes my breath away. And I, I, I think any of us, when we are, even in an urban setting outside, if there's any kind of nature around us, trees, grass, again, access to see the sky, may we be blessed to, to really feel that connection to the natural world that is truly our, our home. And immense. Um, I'm and, sorry? And actually immense. Right. When you yeah. look up at the sky yeah. or I'm thinking about, you know, the web observatory that they that NASA just or recently sent up into space, it's going to be a million miles away and they're going to be observing the galaxy and it, or whatever they're the, the universe. They're going to try to observe the universe with this new telescope. And I'm thinking to myself, a million miles away, <laughs> what's a million miles like this? That's really far away. And they're communicating. Yes. with Yeah. 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 Yeah, infinite, truly infinite, the infinite. <laughs> I, I did want to say in the interconnectedness here, mm -hmm. this is really the interconnectedness of all of us, all that is, was, and will be. This is really, I think, also how we experience, how I experience the divine. And so a core practice for me, prayer and meditation time both is, I said something about Ahava Rabbah, the paragraph before the Shema in the, in the liturgy, in the morning liturgy, um, talks about our God loving us and with, with great love, with sort of, with, with, with incredibly abundant overflowing love, inviting us to open to that. And then from that place of really feeling that, savoring that, being in that opening to the interconnectedness of all of us and everything and that interconnected oneness that is god and then what comes next you shall love you shall love adonai your god with all your heart with all your soul with all your being with what does that mean for us to I think to just for us, what we what you were saying before about the heart opening in the biggest, deepest, and most expansive way, both within and without, you know, can we embrace all of it, all of what is, was, and will be? Can we really with love? That's what we are cultivating. It's like equanimity, but also a certain wonder. Yeah, excitement and yeah. possibility. Absolutely. But in a way that doesn't feel, that feels comforting and calm and present and loving and compassionate. Alive. Alive. <laughs> yeah, not autopilot. I mean, it's like a, it's like in contrast to autopilot of yeah. just doing just because or not being really connected, not being aware of what our impact is or the ability, our ability to make purposeful decisions in how we want to be yes. ourselves. I think that comes back to your beginning, how you started with this is, mm -hmm. is that it's like these practices help us have the foundation for becoming who we want to be. Who, who we feel we must become in this world. Yeah. And it's not just meditation. Like you said, there's the study of the meditation. There's a study of the attributes and qualities we're trying to embody. There's interconnectivity with 
the people in our immediate surroundings, usually our families, and then also the larger community in our sphere and the people who are around us in our in where we live and where we and then the greater community of the globe of the planet and how we interconnect with not just the people but the all the other creatures that are there too yes it's almost that interconnectivity that divinity you're describing as that is how but the the divinity is that interconnectivity it's it is the mesh of how we understand ourselves as in this world i i i do believe that is that's yes yes that's wonderful so as we we have i think we have so many signposts of that or you know so many that is the language of our liturgy but it actually but it's there's a lot in the liturgy (laughs) so yeah it's um it's easy not to see it i guess but there's so i mean by the way rachamim i discovered i discovered a few few years ago yeah we so the yes the connection to rachim to womb so really rachamim compassion as really mother love you could say um and what I didn't know until a couple of years ago is that in the Tanakh, in Hebrew scripture, Rachamim is always associated with God, divine love, not human love, except for actually, believe it or not, only two instances in all of Tanakh. Wow. And, and those are instructive as well, but that's for people to go look. But <laughs> yeah, it's really divine love. And Chesed too is really chesed is loving kindness god is the source of chesed as well and but it's something we you know for us to practice both of these are for us to practice these are these qualities of god like how do we cleave to god how do we like really come close to god rabbinic tradition tells us by practicing these by by into by by embodying living these qualities that's how yeah so it's almost like this practice helps us to accomplish that so i'm curious yes you were to if you're going to leave us please with a with a prayer for our time i know it's been fun it's like an hour goes fast huh very fast yeah um maybe we'll have to do a to be continued here but i'm curious what prayer you'd like to leave us with for our time for the impact that our words might have i want to ask that that all of all of you all of us remember to be very gentle with ourselves to to be gentle with ourselves, even as we are aspiring to live better, to live more deeply, to be more caring in our relationships with each other, with the earth, to find our way to be responsive to the largest questions and issues of our time, to not shrink back from those because of the pain they cause, to remember that we're not alone, we don't We don't have to try and do any of it alone. A great gift of being human is each other. And may we be gentle with ourselves in all of this. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. And if you enjoyed, please share it. And you'll be able to find ways to connect with Ruth down in the notes. All right. Thanks so much, Ariel. To stay updated on new episodes, subscribe on iTunes or follow on Facebook.com slash Rabbi Shulk. That's Rabbi Shulk, R-A-B-B-I-S-H-O-L-K. Hey, so if you're really serious about this, come on down to RavAriel.com. That's www.ravariel.com. Take our free trial, do the self-learn path, or try group coaching, or even come apply to work with me one-on-one. And 
Will you give yourself the accountability and the support and the step-by-step path that you need to feel calmer, more mindful, and happier with your life? So come on down, www.rave.com. See you there.